Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day, for a new opportunity to learn something from you, to learn something about you. As we get to know you better, we can love you more. We can come closer to you. We thank you, Father, that you continue to call us to be with you, to commune with you in the secret place so that we can be one with you in spirit. And as we are one with you in spirit, Lord, you are always ever willing to pour out your wisdom into us, to open up our understanding to the deeper mysteries that you reveal to us, ever willing to shine your light into our lives, to reveal more of us to us, the areas of darkness that must be removed and replaced with your light, with your truth, that truth which sets us free. You are ever willing also to pour your counsel into our hearts. And you said counsel is like a deep well, but him that has understanding will pull it out of there, can draw it out of there. You bid us come and draw from you, drink from you again. That counsel which you link to our understanding. May you reveal your deeper truths to us, Lord. Your principles, your prophecies, your promises. You reveal to us the way in which we must go when we acknowledge your presence there. And when we trust on you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, then you pull us through. We thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we are with you. And we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you personally, where you are still a religion. We still, you are still that frame or a statue on the wall. And all those that do not want to know you, those that have turned away from you. We ask for a quickening, Lord, in their spirits, that there might be transformation today, that there might be renewal in their lives, that there might be a revival. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer, at our altar of prayer today. And those that have no one to pray for them, as we offer our faith to stand in that gap. But remembering all of these, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the most high, the one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims, the one who is the lifter of men, the one who will meet us above the mercy seat between the cherubims when we wait on him in the secret place. He's ever willing to re release his mercy for us and renew that mercy for us every morning. Your word in Lamentations 3.22 says they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. You're ever willing to pour grace over us, to bring us up to speed. Today we'll touch upon the five things that he has given us and we see why. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. This is what Romans 16 verse 20 tells us. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus. The one who is a shield for us. 
where we can call on him and say, Thou, O Lord, like in Psalm 3, it says, Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head, that that head that shall not hang in shame, but shall stand in victory and overcome the world, that that head shall not succumb to victory. It is he who covers our head in the day of battle. He is our rock, our refuge, our salvation the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny, a wonderful counsellor, a prince of peace, a mighty God, the everlasting Father, the word himself given to us as daily bread. He is one of the three that bears witness in heaven. To everything that we speak in his name. And we pray in the name of his spirit. Spirit of the living God, the Father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come, our comforter, our intercessor, our counsellor, our strength by. The Lord in the midst of his people who is mighty and does mighty and wondrous things. It is he who hovered the earth while it was, wide, while it was void and formless. And he gave it life. It is the spirit that breathes life. The breath of the Father given to us. He is the one who changes the times and the seasons. He is the spirit of victory. The spirit of the all-powerful El Shaddai. He is the same one that raised Jesus from the dead. That powered his ministry while he was alive on earth as a human. And now he lives forever. It is that same spirit that partnered with him, who now partners with us to lift us out of the pit, to raise us up, to heal our backsliding. He has made his tabernacle within our body and gives life to our spirit that we might be made alive, quickened and brought to the Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. That you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every physical provision. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us. You look after all our needs and you ensure that when you are a shepherd, we lack nothing. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing every day. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. And every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, Accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word 
that goes out from my mouth today. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I sent it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you for the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. We so often quote Jeremiah 29, verse 11 in our prayer, saying that God has plans to prosper us. Today, I'd like to reflect on those, on the five things, actually, that he gave us as man, as mankind. What does it say about him? And how do we join those dots so that then when we pray, we pray with this understanding. Let's look at the five. The first one, he gave man his glory. Man was created in the class of God. And that, and that was so that God can have intimacy with him. So he created a man like himself. You can't have intimacy with someone that is not in your class. It would be an abomination. That's how he designed it. That's why man and fallen angels can't go together. Or man and beast cannot be one. That's an abomination. But we can be one with the Lord, joined to him in our spirit being spirits by nature. Now Adam was covered in this glory of God until he fell to sin. And that glory was withdrawn from him. And Adam was banished out of Eden. And then God introduced the plan of salvation to restore this glory to man and reinstate him to that level of intimacy that was there. Salvation was his plan B for when man fell. It was not always part of the plan. Number two, man created God, sorry, man was created by God in God's likeness. What he really meant here is for us to have his character and his mind. The mind of Christ, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16, where he said, we have the mind of Christ. To think like him, to act like him, to be filled with his wisdom, to have his very nature, that of Jesus. Jesus came to demonstrate it to us in the flesh, to show us how it is done while being a man. He actually demonstrated his word. The greatest pride of a creator is in his creation. And when that creation is his own image, then he loves it even more than anything else. And this is why God is so invested in man. Not so much in angels, not in anything else that he created, even though they are magnificent. When you look at things around you, things above in the sky, magnificent. Yet it was always only men that he was so invested in. 
because it's own image and likeness. Number three, the third thing that God gave man was his presence. When God first created man, it was his glory that covered him. It was not clothes made from skins. Skins and leaves had to be used after the glory was taken away. But along with that glory, it was his presence. And he communed with Adam. And he walked with him in the cool of the day. And every time man carries God's presence, he is fortified and cannot be defeated. This is what we need to remember as born-again Christians. And our journey must be towards that abundance, that dominion that God was talking about in Genesis 1 verse 28. That was the blessing. And the blessing was actually his presence which leads to dominion. And that was a key in all his plans to prosper you too. We see examples of it in the exploits of the Israelites in the desert. It wasn't their military might. They weren't exceptionally trained. It was the presence of God that gave them victory. And every time that presence didn't go with them, they lost battles miserably. And there were times when they seemed to be outnumbered, surrounded, smaller in numbers and weaker in military might as well. And yet, when the presence went, when the presence went with them, they won. That's your key to carry the ark with you everywhere. So it's up to us and for us to seek that presence, knowing the value of it. And that is why Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God. Align with him. Fill yourself with obedience to his will. And seek his presence. That's what his kingdom is about. Coming under his government. That's what the alignment and obedience is about. And then everything falls in place. I said, all these things shall be added unto you. That's his plan. The Bible has so many verses in the book of Psalms that talk about God being our strength. So we know without him, when we know without him, we can do nothing. But with him, when we stand with him in reverence, then he takes on our battles, then he becomes our strength. Number four, he planted a garden and put the man in there. We see that in Genesis 2 verse 8 and then verse 15. So man was meant to be where God placed him and to do what God allocated to him. That is his purpose. That means he must remain under God's governance. Aligned and obedient with, to God. So the fourth thing God gave man was actually his government. 
we saw earlier was presence, now it is the government. Remain in it and stay protected, stay abundant, stay free. That's what the hedge of protection means. He said to Adam as well, you may eat of any tree, stay free. You may eat of any tree except the one that I show you. But more importantly, he put him in charge of it all, everything in that garden. He gave man authority and dominion. He gave man his government, his backing to rule. You see that in Genesis 1 verse 28 and then Genesis 2 verse 19 and 20 tells us that man even had authority to name creatures in creation. The creator himself who has created all those bringing them to Adam giving him authority to call them what he willed. He established their identity. So his government and his government backing man, giving him authority over the earth and dominion. And then the fifth one God gave man was his life. He breathed life into his nostrils and the breath of life. Sorry, it says, that's Genesis 2 verse 7 says, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Man was created to be like God and remain a God as master over the earth realm. We see that in Psalm 82 verse 6 and then again another reference is Psalm 115 verse 16. Now, had man to eat of the tree of life, he would have lived forever like a god. But with the knowledge of good and evil, he could potentially become another one like Satan. Carrying or nursing evil thoughts and yet having the ability to live forever. So God had to banish him out of the garden after he fell and before he ate of this tree. The five things that God gave man. And so when Jesus came, when Jesus said, I, I came in John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and have it in abundance. It is these five things that he came to restore to us. That we lost to Satan when Adam sinned. The glory that was taken away, the government that we rebelled against, the life that we lost because of sin, leading to death, the presence of God, and a restoration of our character and our nature to his image and likeness. That is what Jesus came to restore when he said it in John 10.10. 10. And this is what we need to remember. Even in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, when we say God has plans to prosper us and give us an expected end, it starts with these five. This must be our first expectation. That is what salvation is about. 
It is not just about forgiveness of sins. Salvation is about restoring us to that position, to that identity and to that relationship with God. Where his glory once again covers us. Without understanding these, we cannot find directions to God. It will not be spiritual. It will always only be a fleshly pursuit of a provider or a supplier of our physical needs. Not a God who longs to have that relationship with us. So that should be our core priority when we seek him. When we come back to him. More often than not, we come to him in repentance when we have messed up our life. And all that we are really looking for there actually is a resolution of a physical problem. And yet God out of his infinite mercy forgives our sin, helps resolve that problem, also offers salvation as a free gift and says, you still have a choice to come and pursue me and these five things in your relationship or take a resolution to your problem and go back and live your life. And many still do. Their eyes are still not opened. Though he gives us his spirit, we fail to honor. It is up to us to open our eyes. And when we pray with and for others, to bear these in mind so that we can minister to them the real purpose behind salvation, the understanding in it, and open their hearts, help them open their hearts to welcome him. To reconnect with their creator, their father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for an opening up of that understanding, Lord. Filling us with your boldness and wisdom so that when we go out and minister to our brothers and our sisters, we go with this understanding and we go with your spirit for transformation comes by your spirit alone and by your word. We offer ourselves as that medium, that mechanism, that carrier, that vessel for your word, Lord, and for your spirit to manifest your love, your light. We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray, Lord, for all families that are embattled, that are facing all kinds of division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those who are not yet saved. We pray for their salvations today, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. 
as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Sabarada <laughs> 
scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Ephesians 1, verses 11 to 14. In him, according to the purpose of him, who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Ephesians chapter 2, <clears throat> excuse me, verses 8 and 9, quoted from the NIV where it is written, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And the second scripture is from 2 Chronicles 20 verse 15, quoted from the NIV, where he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily powerful reflections, uh, rosary and divine mercy sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teaching, please share links for Zoom and YouTube. You can also share links to the Telegram group with your friends and family. Invite them to join so that they can share their prayer requests. They can partake in the presence of God. They can receive more of his truth and let their lives experience transformation as well. Also a reminder, uh, in case they are not able to make it to live sessions, you can point them to the recordings as well that are available on YouTube, on our Facebook page, as well as on our uh, Spotify podcast page. And a reminder about our topic for Friday's Bible study session. The topic is, are you thinking big enough? And in this session, we will learn to ask God for things that seem impossible. And learn to stop putting limits on a limitless God because he wills the best for his children. God wants us to stretch our faith and believe that he can show up in ways we never imagined. Because his dreams for our lives are even bigger than our dreams. So we have shared that and we'll continue to share it on our channels. Please in turn share it with your friends and family. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory.
Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God Thank bless you. everyone. Thank you, brother. God bless.